0: Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins, and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily.
1: All right, what's up everybody? We're here with the Dr. Dad's podcast. We've got an amazing guest on today. We're really excited to share this, uh,
0: this episode with everybody. And obviously we're here with uh, Dr. David Wardy as well. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good, brother. I'm excited to talk to Niles today. Yeah, so Niles is uh, it's actually Dr. Niles Peterson, He's an amazing friend of ours who
1: we got a chance to connect with um, and become just, you know, he's one of my best friends now. Um, and we got a chance to meet him through uh, Dr. Pompa's uh, coaching group. So I'm going to share a little bit of his bio. He's a near and dear friend to us both, actually. And um, he's not too far away. He's just down south of the border from us, down in Seattle. So after starting his practice in Denver, Colorado, he became ser- severely ill and was able, unable to find the answers that he needed through conventional medicine. So having sought out and successfully received the treatment through a functional medicine approach which actually drove him in, in to pursue functional medicine for himself, Dr. Peterson has successfully treated him been part of thousands of cases in which chronic illnesses were reversed. Allowing these individuals to live more rewarding, higher quality lives, uh, empowered by the transformations he observed in his patients, Dr. Peterson has opened multiple offices to reach the masses. His journey still continues, as it does for us all. So over the past ten years, Dr. Peterson has been tirelessly connecting the dots between our diagnosis and the real underlying issue. He constantly travels twenty-five or more times a year to seminars, speaking engagements, mastermind groups, and more to continue his education and share what he's learned. And on the path, uh, on this path back to health, he's found that there are many things that need to be addressed, which has now led him, him and his wife, uh, beautiful Dr. Caitlin, um, onto this new passion and understanding the connection between the mouth, and chronic illness. So Dr. Peterson and his wife, uh, Dr. Caitlin, are on a mission to change our view of healthcare and finally get to the cause, the root cause of the issue. In their mission, they've created the dentaldetox.com, a website where uh, we are, or they are addressing the, the missing link to restoring your health and your life. And just, just quickly, I mean, the this guy, in the chance that we've got a chance to get to know him, he's so full of information. He cannot wait to share. When, whenever we communicate on any subject, I mean, the, the kind of insight and uh, information you bring to the table is phenomenal. So we were deeply excited to bring you out here, buddy. So tell us, uh, <laughs> tell us your story. Tell us, uh, tell us all the things we need to know about the dental health and the connection to chronic illness.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, Well, thanks for having me, guys. I mean, definitely super excited to be with the two of you. Uh, Same sentiment in the fact of um, every time we get together, just feel great about the conversations that we have. And I mean, I've, I've listened to some of your other podcasts kind of growing up in that individual where you feel comfortable, you know, with that group and having those conversations, I think is one of the reasons why you give me such a compliment and it's got a little bit of goosebumps. I started sweating right away. (laughs) I can't read that that bio, but, you know, um, you know, I think that's why we're all here, right? And, you know, when we're talking about those things, I think it really truly is about the journey. Right. And it's sometimes something we forget when we're talking about our health and our life. And we think of it as this is one thing that I have to do. And all of a sudden, magically, my world is perfect, you know, and we've been trained to think that way. Right. And it's unfortunately just not true. Um, you know, and, and kind of like what you're saying, Dr. Nick, about about my kind of where it all started. I mean, I was that person who was driving hard, starting our first office and just massively floored Um, you know, by by sometimes maybe what's not considered being sick, but like massive fatigue, insomnia, anxiety, depression, and I gained about 30 pounds in a month, right? Mm. And this is when I was working out and when I was exercising and doing what I thought was supposed to be good. You know, and this whole idea of functional medicine is what it's being coined now is kind of what brought me to the dark side, if you will. You know, really started diving into that root cause of it. And um, I think, based on you know our conversations and kind of what our goal is going to be, is and maybe I can dive right in my story here. Um, too bad this won't be on video, or else I could have showed you some pictures of the differences. <laughs> um, but is is the link that we're starting to find between the mouth and our different chronic diseases? You know, um, I find because of what it's I'm dealing with personally and what I see in our office is, is certainly going to be more of the hormonal, um, that brain sort of connection, Mm -hmm. which I think is constantly overlooked and, um, really just kind of band-aided, right. So often. Um, so, so I'm going to probably focus mostly on, you know, the, the whole idea of, you know, the the silver filling, right. That amalgam filling, which, um, is not silver really at all. Um, it just shines like silver. Um, (laughs) And then, because we really probably don't have enough time to dive into the whole dental world, but other conversations, I guess um,
1: yeah, I mean, even even just giving people a perspective, I mean so many people are stuck with fatigue and brain fog and hormonal issues, and, and then we, we go downstream and start okay well, let' let's give you some hormones, let's, let's give you some adrenal support let' let's do all the sort of the cleanup work when, when really we haven't addressed anything, and that's why I love what you guys are teaching because it's like no we got. That's not even that's a just that's just the aftermath. That's just the effect. Let's let's get to the root cause. So yeah, if you can get yeah. into your, get into your story and share share with people.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's and that is some good stuff. I mean, and a lot of people do need that support, right? But it's not the be all end all because once you're put on some of that stuff, if you're not getting to that root cause, and I'm obviously going to be talking about mine, you have to be on it forever. Right, And then it starts losing its efficacy. It stops working as well as you expect it to. And then you blame it on something else. And you try someone else or some new technique, Right, which is great and wonderful. But you'll probably hear, and as you guys know from some of our conversations, I'm very old school, for lack of a better way of putting it, of let the body do the work, right? Just get out of its way and make sure you're hitting to the cause. So for everyone out there, so basically – I've been doing this, treating myself, quote unquote, for easily a decade, right? And I can, I can honestly look back on my story and say, every year is better, right? I feel better every year. Um, and I think it's because we're constantly in this search of how can we help the people we deal with, and it's really selfishly based, and how can I help myself, right? Right. Um, And so it all started back, I mean, I've been dealing still with a lot of that just really reactive issues, uh, very, very much gut orientated um, to share a little bit here. And if you guys do end up going to our website and looking at that, my wife and I have been dealing with the quote unquote, unexplained infertility um, for Jesus uh, years, right? And um, so a lot of hormone issues that I've been dealing with, right? That outwardly, not maybe as bad as they are, but that's the big thing. But the really kind of aha moment that, that made us push this kind of conversation a little bit harder happened fairly recently. Um, so it all comes down to end of the year last year, 2018. Um, we've, we've got a really good friend out here who's a biological dentist. She's the one who helped me remove the last bit of my amalgams when we first moved out here years ago. And she was always on me because I had this one crown, right? Right. This crown that was there, she's like, most of them have stuff underneath it. Most of them have amalgam underneath it. And, and I knew the dentist that had put that crown in. And I, I called her and I said, is, is there any amalgam under there? Is there any silver fillings under there? Did you use any fillings? And she told me no. Right. So I trust her at the time. And I don't think she did it out of malice or anything like that. But finally, years later, I get in to get this crown replaced. And I go in. And she takes it off. She's taking it off and we know her fairly well. She pops off that crown and she immediately slugs me right in the arm. (laughs) Luckily we have her. It doesn't do that with everybody, I hope. She didn't have right. any other tools in her hands, I think. It yeah. <laughs> you know, and if you've ever been to a biological dentist, they have all this gnarly kind of headgear on and respirators because and, they never know what's going to be under there. Mm-hmm. And she does. And she runs back, and my wife, Dr. Caitlin,'s in the back of the office. She's like, oh my gosh, there's a massive amalgam filling under here. Right? And this is why I said that if we wish we would have some video, because if you've seen me before, I mean, I was, I was starting to bald, I was starting to thin, I could never really grow long hair. I was never even thought about growing a beard, right? I mean, I was the guy that could go two weeks and you wouldn't even notice if, if, if I even thought about shaving, right? I mean, it was always clean, right? And it's and, a fabulous beard by the way if we ever get this video get to see. <laughs> you're
0: jumping to the punchline I guess right? but yeah, <laughs> you're looking <that's... laughs> like a fuzzy
2: bear man yeah. I like. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the thing so, like, so she takes this off and there's a proper procedure that we're going to talk about and we're going to give you guys some, some tips on and, and a checklist for but so we removed that amalgam and it was so big that she was worried about having any sort of tooth left mm. to put the crown back yeah. on Right, so it was quite substantial, and I, I, I tend to feel that I'm fairly clear-minded. Um, I wouldn't say that I experienced brain fog much until that moment, right? Because that next week in the office was one of the clearest weeks I've had in a wow. very, very long time, and it was it was really quite shocking. Um, that's then, massive. That's
0: I mean that's I mean you're talking about how much time they took it out and.
2: Two days, right? And I think maybe the only reason I didn't notice before is because my tooth was sore, (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. it was the weekend and um, I I didn't have to use my brain all that much, right? And so, but that next week, it was really, we piled it in because we were leaving for the holidays Mm -hmm. and um, normally just be exhausted and I would feel some of that fade, but nothing. I mean, I was strong and felt great the whole time. Mm -hmm. But where it really kind of came true that how this was affecting me was over the next few weeks where, as I mentioned, I've never been able to really grow my facial hair. Um, and that's kind of been the shock with a lot of people that I've been talking with lately is now I can grow a full beard in about four days. Mm -hmm. Right, I'm starting to actually get some chest hair, which I don't know how I feel about that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You know, my hair is nice and long and actually starting to fill out a little bit more. And I think some of the biggest things that bothered me the most was the reactivity, right? I mean, even though I was eating clean all the time, doing things that I want, I would just constantly get swollen. I would constantly be inflamed. And, and if I'm being honest with myself, not even living the quote-unquote perfect lifestyle the last couple of months... Normally, I'd be sick as a dog. Normally, I'd feel awful. And I still feel great, right? I'm still seeing that improvement. And so that little bit of amalgam that was left, that little bit of that constant dripping toxicity that I had was completely sabotaging a lot of the other work that I was doing, right? And so we haven't quite solved the big, quote-unquote, infertility aspect of things, but I know we're on the right track again. Right, I mean, this—like, who grows a beard in a week, right? When they haven't been able to grow one in decades, you know. Well, and your body's still healing, man. That toxic insult upstream for, for how long? Did you have that crown? Oh yeah, and that's the thing. I didn't remember what was underneath the crown, so it, I mean, it, it's been so long. It had to be at least, at least, at least ten years old.
0: At least, yeah, at least ten. You years got a, a decade of poisoning. Mm-hmm. and your body's still recovering. I mean, the, the body's healing as we speak because all you have to do is get that stuff out of there, man. And, and and this is massive. I mean, we talk about, I mean, everyone says root cause, right? But, I mean, just going back a couple episodes, Chris Zeno says all the amazing things in life are in the unknown, right? This mm-hmm. is an unknown, people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not the certainty in your health, you know, that's going to get you anywhere. It's looking in these unknowns. And and Niles is speaking hugely here about a complete unknown to the mass amount of the population of, God, I need to look in my mouth to see if there's things that happen through, you know, what are, what are considered routine dental procedures. Mm-hmm. And they're causing this massive insult and, and chronic illness to people. I mean, and you're, I mean, you educate on this and this is something you've experienced. that's made massive changes. I mean... And everyone, please go check these pictures out on the website he's talking about. This guy, like, has transformed in front of me, and I've known him for two years. He's like, he looks like a different person now. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's totally a great compliment I get from everybody, because I think sometimes we look at ourselves, right, and we don't always recognize that change. I mean, I had some pretty obvious ones with the hence facial hair, because that's the easiest one to pick on. But we always, I think, when we, when we talk about our, our journey, right, there's so much doubt in there you know, and, and even as a practitioner, seeing everything that we've done, I had that. So you talk about the confidence of just being able to put this information out there and the ability of the people we touch. Think about the families. I mean, the people listening to this, if you don't understand, you got to start thinking about how am I breaking down and what are the reasons for that? And if the dental things are part of it, we're going to talk about that and give you some tools but once you start to figure that out, it's the people that are around you that are affected even more, right? It's that spread of that information, the spread of health, the spread of, you know, just benefit across the board. And I know because it's it's definitely helped me, my relationship with my wife and my friends, and um, ultimately the people I treat and see. You know, um, it is that kind of realization, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's exactly. two things here that that I, w- I wanted you to speak to. One is that I mean,
1: you've been helping a lot of people for a long time, and you've coached people on this exact thing that you had to go through. I mean, that's that's one huge one right there is that, you know, how would the vast majority of people who have this procedure know that there's something stuck underneath? And two, yeah. like, you know, Dr, Dr. Niles here has been teaching people how to look upstream and find these problems, you know. These are huge ahas, you know, and you're speaking to that right now. But if you could just sort of like dive into that piece a little bit more of like, holy crap, I'm sitting on top of the thing that I'm teaching people about every single day.
2: Yeah. I think the biggest thing, right? I mean, people trying to look for that. I mean, I'm talking about the filling that was underneath the crown. Mm -hmm. And and I think there's a simple step because I had this conversation earlier with a gentleman today. You know, if you have metal in your mouth, right, we're going to focus on silver fillings. We're going to focus on those amalgam fillings. But the science shows that any metal in your mouth is problematic, Uh right? So much so because it creates an electric current, right, that is not dispersed within the mouth. It actually brings that electric current when it's released, when it's touched, when you chew, when you do these different things. It drives whatever that metal is into those tissues, most commonly the brain. Mm -hmm. right so step number one do you have any metal in your mouth right um step number two would be like if you do have a crown and you're not really sure i mean the fact is and i should have listened to my dental friend right majority of those crowns are put over old amalgam fillings because metal expands and it contracts right and so what happens a lot of times is it breaks that tooth right and so what do we do we just cover it up we protect it right we shave down some of those things and I guess that's the point to make. I'm not a dentist, so I don't know all the procedural stuff. I just know kind of here's what you need to know to protect yourself from those procedures and how to look at it from afar, right? And so I think that's step number one is do you have any metals? Have you, have you, do you have any crowns, right? We're not going to get into root canals and pulled teeth and all that sort of stuff. But That's number one. And then really be honest with yourself, right? Do you feel 100%? You know, I heard an analogy once that I think makes so much sense. If we plug our phone in, our cell phone in at night, and it's at 50% and we go to bed. If we wake up in the morning and it's still at 85%, we immediately start going, what's wrong? Is my cord frayed? Is my battery wrong? Is the connection? We start wiggling the thing to make sure it's connected. We immediately know something's wrong with that connection. If you're going to bed at 50% and you're only waking up at 80 Start having a true conversation with, with yourself about where else is, am I being affected, right? Mm. Then we start to look in to our mouth of, is there any metal in there? You know, I mean, because I'll give you a simple stat about just, if you don't mind, right? You know, to get in some of this, the, the stuff we know about mercury, right? I mean, everyone has kind of heard the thing of like, oh, mercury is dangerous, Right. You know, it, when you break a thermometer back in the old days when they had mercury thermometers in schools, they would clear it out, right? Shut down the whole office until it's remediated. Um, but I, I wrote this down because I just thought it was so, so true, where an average silver filling in the mouth can release, um, can release uh, 15 micrograms of mercury per day. Wow. Okay. On average, people have about eight amalgams, right? Oh, wow! But yet, we all heard about mercury and seafood, right? We're even eating tainted seafood. Mercury-tainted seafood usually is only about two point three micrograms a day.
1: Hmm.
2: And that equals a worldwide. Everyone must stay away from seafood. Oh, and everybody does it. They're like,
0: oh, I don't need as much sushi anymore because of the mercury. Because of the mercury. But yet they have a a
2: mouthful of metal, and they're, they're getting massively dosed every day. Massive. Yeah, and they're still putting this into people's mouth. I mean, it's something where in most dental offices, right, they have very strict guidelines about what happens with that little leftover mercury, or I should say amalgam filling. Right, which is fifty percent mercury. Right, um, what they do with those little tailings? I mean, it's like a quarantine zone. They're measuring the, the the vapor in the air. They're they're making sure it's it's all biohazard and it's tucked away and no one can touch it. But then why is it okay when it's in our mouth? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, do you guys see that? Um, there was a video on Doctor Doctor yeah, Oz. Oz, yeah, Oz. Right. <laughs> that was awesome. I mean, so good. Because they sat there, and so people who haven't seen it, this, this dentist went on Dr. Oz in this enclosed chamber of basically amalgam fillings on a set of fake teeth in this enclosed chamber, sucked all the air out of it, and they did just a couple passes of the toothbrush on those amalgam fillings, and they measured that it was something like eight times higher than any recommended dose of mercury in a day within those couple brushes. You know, and so that's some of the scary stuff that's happening here. So already, you know, if you have that metal in your mouth and yes, it is a little different with gold and those types of things. But if you have those silver fillings, that's a number one. Then if you're honest with yourself, is your battery fully charged in the morning? A number two. And this is something we talked about before we got on. My goal is not for you to drop everything, run out and go get those amalgams out because sometimes that can be worse than letting them sit there. Right. And I think we've all seen this in our offices, right. Where someone comes in and said, oh yeah, I heard that they were bad. So I got them taken out. And then you said, what'd you start feeling worse? Oh crap. It was right around that time. (laughs) I mean, am I the only one? Maybe it's because we talk about this. Um, And so what we've done, and, and maybe I'll tell you this now because I don't want you to listen to half of this conversation and then miss the tail end of it. We put together a checklist of how do you find the right dentist who's going to do the right things? Cause it might not be your dentist that you've known for 20 years and mm-hmm. it's got nothing against them. It's, it's what they've been taught and what they're learning. But if you go to, maybe we can post it on the, on the, on the and notes. notes. Um, it's dental detox checklist.com. Right. Okay. All you got to do um, is go.
0: Can you, re- can you
2: repeat that one more time, brother? Cause you're cutting in and out. Sure. Dental detox checklist dot com. Okay, so dental detox checklist dot com. And what that is, put in your name and email, and it'll give you a whole download of questions that we say have to be answered properly in order to make sure you're being safe. Mm-hmm. Others that are considered benefits and high priority, but not a yes or no. And then others that are just kind of important to know and, and benefits, right? So that's our way to no matter what, when we talk about what sort of things do we look at, those are probably some of the starts, right? To identify, I mean, just where that's at. Am I answering that question well enough, I guess? You no, know? you
0: are. But you know what? I want you to touch on something else. I mean, how let pe- How important is it that you go to the right people? Because 100%. People don't, they, they don't have the weight there. They literally just think, oh, I just went to my dentist. He took out my amalgams and replaced them for me. And I'm like, well, was he a biological dentist? And was he, you know, did he damn your mouth? Did he have a vent? was he wearing, you know, a mask? And they're like, oh, no, like no big deal. And their dentists sometimes, like you're saying, it's not their fault. But they they tell them, oh, you're good. There's nothing to worry about. And they they, they believe they're dentists.
2: Yeah. In my opinion, um, the person you go to and the procedures they use are the only deciding factor of whether you get them in or out. I mean, the re- I, I kept mine in for longer than I probably should have just because I couldn't find that person, right? And it's the, same, it's the same conversation of, here's one question I ask. I mean, you can go into dental dams and protection, this and that, and I, always, I put it this way. There's two ways you know if they're doing it properly. One is the dentist and the staff all wearing big respirators, right? Because if they're not, they're not doing it right. If they don't stick this little like elephant sort of thing right in your face, which is basically sucking that vapor away from you, they're not doing the right thing. Right. And so you're better off just leaving them in there. Right. And it's not, is it the best thing? No, but it's a, sorry. It's, a, it's much more, much more improved rather than, than getting it on improperly. Um, I've had a, a big discussion a very heated discussion with my father. He was one of these people had 13. Wow. Silver fillings in his mouth. Ugh. And I didn't know enough at the time to kind of tell him, you know, the right procedures and stuff like that. But I mean, big autoimmune conditions and things like that. And he went to, they spent a lot of time in Mexico and went to Mexico and had them all out. Right. And I was just like, you know, wide-eyed and like, holy crap, how is this going to turn out? Luckily, I was able to give him some different things and it didn't turn out bad. But there's a few things we can point at over the years that might have been driven by that toxicity. I mean, we wouldn't, we wouldn't handle this stuff. We wouldn't play with it. We wouldn't bathe in toxic waste. Then why do, why would we openly do that by having them removed improperly? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's imperative, I guess, is the main way to put it. If they're not following those guidelines, don't get them out. Mm-hmm.
1: That, it's, a, it's, a, it's an important question to ask. I was thinking some dentists that I, that I send patients to, uh, they'll say, oh, they've been in there for 30 years. Why would you bother taking them out? Well, oh, there's probably a very minimal off-gassing compared to where maybe it would have been a bigger problem right at the beginning. What, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that as far as length of time? I mean, you, gave me, you brought up it obviously a really important point as, as to who does it and how it's done properly. But please, like, yeah, dive into, like, this. How, how, how bad is it?
2: Yeah, so good question, right? And, and you do have more potential in the beginning, right, when you just get those in um, for that exposure. Um, there's other parameters. Like, for instance, they find if you have, for instance, silver fillings or amalgams next to gold, it creates a higher galvanic or electrical charge, and it will pull... The mercury out of those faster right but I, I i'm not remembering so don't quote me on this um i know they did some measure on on amalgams as old as 25 years old i think i, I think more but i'll go with 25 years old and they still still showed massive off-gassing hmm. you know way outside of the standards that we would allow in any other situation so is age a factor yes um is 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 other metals in the mouth a factor? Yes. But I think here's, here's maybe the talking point, even if it has been in there that long and it doesn't off gas as much, it's because it's already gone. Right. And where did that go? Yeah. You know, studies show your brain, um, mercury is mostly attracted to, um, nerve and fat cell, right? So that's where your brain is basically a big pool of nerve and fat cells, right? Um, endocrine disruptors, those types of things. So, I mean, even after those time periods, it's accumulated in you, right? Which then becomes the important conversation of it's only one leg, right? It's only one thing to get those out. How long they've been in there is directly proportional to how how much accumulation you have in your tissues. Yeah. Oh, makes boy, sense. that's
0: significant. Yeah. Go ahead, David. Well, Niles, Doc, you were you were affected for a decade. Some of these people have had these in, like you're saying, 20, 30 years. So tell, can you share with us a little bit what may they be experiencing? I mean, for, for the average listener, you say hormones and stuff, and you're talking about, you know, is your battery full? But what are some other types of things that these people may be experiencing and may just be attributing to the whole, oh, well, when you get old, you just don't feel as well, right? Right. What, are, what, what, what are things that you would, would say are, are big on the list?
2: So big listing thing is, so I think anything brain oriented. I mean, they've been able to directly link mercury to Alzheimer's systems, mm-hmm. Alzheimer's mm-hmm. symptoms, right? And they've actually been able, able to identify that the way that the body kind of encapsulates that mercury starts to form the plaques in the brain that causes Alzheimer's. So they can see the difference between pre and post exposure of those plaques in there. So a number one, so dementia, forgetfulness, brain fog, those types of things, right? For sure. A lot of emotional things that I think of. So um, depressions, anxieties, you know um, for instance, mercury accumulation inhibits certain neurotransmitters of the brain, right? And I I, just to name a few, I kind of wrote them down here is, One of them, some of them that we've all heard of, of dopamine, serotonin, adrenaline, and melatonin, right? We know mercury inhibits those functions, and so we're talking about pain. Uh, We're talking about feeling of well-being or relaxation, our ability to sleep, right? Mm -hmm. Which is when the body heals, and then ultimately energy and stamina, right? I think I've, I've hit a pretty big population there, but I think it, it's because of what I deal with and what I typically see um, and obviously what I've dealt with. I mean, anything too autoimmune, right, I tend to see is a big issue because this mercury sits on those cells, sits in those tissues, and the body knows it's not supposed to be there. So it creates an inflammatory response. It attacks that tissue, and the more it's there, the more it attacks the more your body thinks the tissue is the problem, right? So it creates autoimmune issues. So I, I tend to say a lot of brain, brain fog, uh, anxiety, depression, any nervous system, autoimmune things, so you're talking about lupus, you're talking about um, MS, you're talking about those types of things, scary stuff, but those are the diagnoses, right? Mm-hmm. But it shows up first in that feeling of well-being, energy, fatigue, muscle weakness, uh, inflammation, you know, like reactivity for me, right? Um, who knows? Maybe if you can't grow a beard, this could be, <laughs> you know, to kind of lighten the mood a little bit. But some serious stuff here, and I, I, don't, I don't like to make it a blanket effect. But because everyone's different, it really depends on how your body truly reacts. You know, so there's no there's no identifying that, and we do. If if people want to go to the website, we have full on. Massive lists lists of of symptoms for mercury, right toxicity, um, but
1: well, it's definitely this is, related. This is significant. I mean, if we think of like just escalating rates of Alzheimer's dementia, not to mention like rises in neurodegenerative illnesses like Parkinson's. You mentioned MS. You know, if we're if we're not going to address the toxicity burden, you know, what's left? It's like, you know. Obviously, there's food, there's diet, there's exercise, but come on, like, we gotta, we gotta find out what's, what's triggering this process. And essentially, you know, when your diagnosis is there, this, this has been brewing, like you said, the, the microglial inflammation and all that, that tissue destruction that's been going on for years. Like, think about the resiliency of the body, you know, everyone who's listening, you know, you, you went 10 years, you know, and, and find, found this discovery. You know, think of the people who have gone a lot longer, who are, you know, knee-deep in their medications now because they have illness, A, B, C, D, E. And, you know, meanwhile, we understand this. We have to deconstruct this, this trauma that showed up. But, you know, when you're, when you're into an illness, it's been brewing for decades probably, right? For sure.
2: Yeah, and I mean, our mentor, Dr. Pompa, always, I love how he compares mercury when we have this discussion is, you know, um mercury and and what is it uh, the god right whatever it is the is the god of deception right it's, you know and it makes so much sense because it rings so well it is it can show up in so many different ways right and so here's another thing that we can look at maybe you're doing a lot of good things maybe you're doing a lot of things that are creating benefit and quality of life but you just keep hitting that wall right? You just keep hitting that wall and then we eventually blame ourselves, right? Maybe it was that pizza I ate or maybe it was the beer I had or maybe it was the fact that I didn't work out for an hour today, right? Maybe it's something in your mouth, right? You know, and I can even expand that there's likely other things going on, but this is what I found and this is what we focus on and when we hit that wall, because I can get people well without taking out the metals in their mouth, but I tell them every time, if they're not willing to do that, you have to be ready for a stop point mm-hmm. because we're not going to get better past that point. So, yeah, if you're stuck in that disease, as you put it, which I think is beneficial, you got to look at it. It's well, about. When we talk about getting
0: upstream, you have to just have that mentality of being upstream. I mean, if something's poisoning the water upstream, like you're saying, yeah, we can help you feel better. But you're going to hit the wall over and over and over because you're not removing that upstream burden. Yeah, and I mean, the mouth is one of those places that you have to look. You have to rule it out. Hundred percent.
2: And and it's funny. I mean, I'm just, I, I love stories, right? Because they they tell everything. And it's I've been emailing back and forth with a, a dental hygienist, right, who met us a while ago, and was at a point in her life where she couldn't do a lot of things. She knew our opinions and. She's finally um, taken some action steps in getting... She had amalgams in, right? She finally got them out, had them done properly. She's feeling better, but now she's like, okay, I'm ready to start removing that accumulation. And we were talking about some of those other things. Do I have to do this? Do I have to do that? No, you don't. But she, she's finally in the process of removing that one trigger. And just from getting them out, I mean, she worked in a dental office with mercury fillings, had her own, I think it was nine. And what were her issues? A lot of emotional, a lot of um, anxiety, a lot of depression, a lot of, she couldn't put on weight, right? Everyone always thought she had an eating disorder because she just never put on weight, right? Autoimmune complex. As soon as she got those out, bam, saw an improvement, right? But she knows that that's still accumulated. And so yeah, I mean, it's about that action, those action. I forgot where I was going with that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's about no, that. Action. Tell this, the story.
0: Yeah. Well, this is huge. So how important is it? I mean, we're talking about getting it out of the mouth. So mm-hmm. how, how important is the follow through after you get this, the, the source out to, to clean up that bioaccumulation? You
2: know, I think it's important. Um, but here's how I put it. If you're not willing to do anything else and you're just looking to get them out, I don't know if it's worth it because you're not, if if you're not willing and here's, here's something that we say, if you're not determined for change, if you're not, if you're not willing to work to improve, right, is it worth putting the extra effort in? I mean, this is where I might be a little indifferent, right? And maybe not the best comment, but if you're not willing to to put the change in, that's going to help improve your life. Don't put yourself through the mess of trying to take out the accumulated still get it out of your mouth, make sure it's done properly, but make sure you're in a place to take that actionable step to say, how am I going to improve my life? Because you can't sit there and say, Hey, I'm going to detox and expect your life to turn around. I mean, mm-hmm. there's movement. There's, there's other alternative There's, there's diet. There, there is that, how are you still intoxifying yourself for lack of a better word? Right. Um, and I think that's kind of what you were saying, David, earlier is, you know, um, if you're going to sit there and eat McDonald's three meals a day. Right. Um, and you're worried about the toxic accumulation in your body, that doesn't really make sense. You know? Um, so maybe, maybe a little bit of a devil's advocate, but there's other things you have to do. Right. And if you're going to make that action step, I want you to kind of take that full step and see the change in your life. I don't want it to be another thing where you said, well, I did that detox and it didn't work. Right. And, and when we talk about detox, we're like, this—this this is your new lifestyle. Like,
1: detox isn't like you hit a ten-day detox, or you—you know—you use some binders or something after the procedure, and you're all of a sudden you detoxed, or you did, you know, five rounds of infrared sauna. We're—we're we're, like, to walk walk people through what does detox and clean up the mess
2: look like? Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> the best um, way you
1: can describe. How it.
2: much time do we have left? Right. Yeah. Um, So how I look at it is, and I I think there's that proverbial bucket, right? A lot of people use this analogy. I mean, all of our buckets are different sizes, right? Everything that we can deal with determines how much is going in and being removed naturally rather than spilling over. So I think in today's society, right, some of the things, the big offenders, A, number one, food right? What food are you putting in our body? And I don't want to make this about diet, but I mean, there are certain things that are the most toxic, right? You know, and we can go into the conversation of organic versus non-organic, GMO versus non-GMO, or simply just saying, okay, sugar, right? Stop putting these inflammatory foods in your mouth. That's a, that's a big one. Um, uh, something I sometimes say with diet for people that makes sense to a lot of people is if, if you feel you need it, it's probably a good reason to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Right. That doesn't count for water and oxygen, (laughs) but like, I just need my coffee. Maybe you should get rid of it. I just need that piece of bread. I just need that candy bar. Well, you're, you're creating an addictive personality, you know, for, for your food Mm -hmm. and, and that's part of it. But that's, I would look at food number one, number two, um, environmental toxins. You know, what's in your home, you know, we've we've all had that conversation. We all recently even stated a place where we're like, man, there's something in this house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the A number one that I tell people, stop using those little glade. I guess I won't call it glade, but I make this a, a what do they make, explicit one? Mm-hmm. Don't use those plugins in the wall. Those are massively toxic, right? And they're gonna do the same thing the mercury is, it's gonna shut down those things, you know, bounce dryer sheets, right? Mm-hmm. Air fresheners, um, that sort of stuff. You know, the water we drink, you know, filter your water, right? I like reverse osmosis and I like distilled. Um, you have to add the minerals back in if you do that. But I mean, there's, there's tons of these heavy metals that we're talking about in our water, pharmaceuticals, right? Those types of things. Um, and then I think, you know, the emotional component. That's, that's a huge thing that I know you guys have addressed wonderfully, and I've gotten some massive benefit out of listening to those, those conversations and because it's something we don't always, you know, this being a doctor's dad's, right? We as men don't always address, and, but it's a huge component, right? The, the body does not discriminate against stress, whether it's physical, chemical, or emotional, right? Same response. Right, so you can work really hard at removing all those other toxins, but if you're in a toxic relationship, um, whether it be family, significant other, friends, you know, um, or just yourself, these the, the things you're telling yourself can be massively important. There, right? Um, and I think if we take about how do we detox our life, those are the big areas I would probably focus on right? Then there's always things like exercise and and that sort of stuff, but, and I know you guys love your tools, right? You mentioned infrared sauna. You can talk about those types of things that are beneficial, but I kind of look at the brass tacks of things. I tend to live a little more minimalistically. Um, So I hope that's a good takeaway. I mean, that could be a whole other conversation again, right? Yeah. Those are, those are great places to start.
0: And then everybody, you know, if you feel like he's saying, if you feel attachment to some of these things, it's an absolute, uh, hey, you need to like make a change there. Yeah. I mean, that's where you have to understand. You got to look for those things. Um,
2: and yeah, those are, those are great, man. Thank you. You encompassed all of it right there. Well, and I think there's another thing to say to that because I was kind of looking back and hearing what I was saying and, and thinking of that. We're not – and I – because we all can get a little more passionate about this and say, you got to do it. That's how you're going to change your life. And this is true. But it all starts with step one step. Pick one of those things, start moving forward because you'll see results, you'll feel better and it'll make it easier to take that second step, right? We don't have to be perfect on day one. Another thing I like to say, and again, this is not my line. It's about progress, not perfection, Right, move forward. You know, don't feel like you have to be perfect all the time. I know I'm not, Mm -hmm. right? But I, like I said, I feel better every year. You know, Um, you know, there's the constant thing. It's like the cha-cha. It's right. (laughs) As long as you're moving forward, that's that's the important part. There's gonna be some steps back, and that's that's life, right?
0: I tell everybody, perfect is the enemy of done. Everybody Mm -hmm. thinks there's gotta be this exact way to do it before you even get started. I'm like, just start just get going like it's gonna look ugly at first
2: but just course correct course correct well and everything looks harder from afar right Mm. once you get into it it's like okay you know that wasn't too bad like i'm i like to snowboard and and my wife likes to bring me on these massive (laughs) slopes that sometimes i get to the top of that and i'm looking down and i'm like i'm gonna die this is, this is the last of it you know she's just after the life insurance money and I, I get down it and it's it's a great trip you know and it's a lot of fun and, and you know sometimes it's scary sometimes it's hard but by the time i get down down the mountain i look back up and it looks different right yeah it still looks kind of crazy but i was like that was that was hard but that was fun and i do it again Right. And that's what these steps can be. You know, I like that analogy. I might use it in the future. <laughs> that was good. I think that makes sense. You know, um,
0: and that's, so, that's kind so of a
2: lot are... of this that we're trying to do yeah. right is I, I think too many practitioners. And I know I'm kind of talking about myself here because so much of my conversation is dental lease recently, but it's not just one thing. We, we can get stuck at looking, everything's dental, everything's parasites, everything's mold, everything's diet, everything's this and that. But we have to remember it's, it's a big picture. It's, and that's why I like the word journey. Mm-hmm. You know? um, that's why every time we do all those seminars, we part of all those groups, because I may have heard a lot of it before, but there's something else I'm going to learn. And it's sometimes just someone else saying it a little differently, that's going to get me there right? Um, and that's what it's about, right? That's why we're and that, and
0: that resonates with me, man. I mean, just looking at my wife, Clarissa's autoimmune struggle and where we are just nine years later from where we started. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not going to happen overnight and we don't expect it, but you level up and then you level up and then you level up and then you look back like you're saying and it's like, man, do you remember where you used to be or where, where we were? And look at where we're at now. Mm-hmm. and. You, know, you Then you say, oh, I'm winning now versus being on the other end of it. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Society, we're taught that we have to break down, right? And once you start looking at, you know, we talk about root cause. Once you start looking at life this way, that's why I like that battery thing is – once you know something's there, don't just go and say, oh, it's just part of getting old. Oh, it's because I have this. Oh, it's because of that. Start, un- start trying to break it down and say, how does my body supposed to work? And f- you can start to identify where those things are not working, right? Um, our oldest patient in our office right now is 94. And he will never let you tell him that age is a factor, right? When he came in, maybe, but now I've known him for two years. That's not the other thing. All right, we have another one. He's 91. You know, we, our youngest, I think is 17 right now. Right. So it, it's, don't let those different excuses or what society tells you is the problem. Be it, you know, because there's a lot of people spending a lot of money to try and make you think one way. Right. And that's that aid effect. Um, mm-hmm. And what's considered normal now is more common than normal, right? We can be great, and that's that is the point, you know. Um, don't take that. Oh, it's just because I am old now. As it's what I'm picking on, but I, I hate that, you know. Um, yeah,
0: get away from the certainty,
2: you know. Look, right. look,
0: look for the unknown. Look for, look into the unknown. Yeah cause All right, can, brother
2: but it's good. <laughs>
0: oh, it's true, man. So, hey man, we have some home play we need to give, but I want you to give those websites again for the listeners because and then that website, I believe there's a survey for the home play you wanted to talk about today.
2: Yeah, so I mean, we've I've kind of touched on some of these things, but I think the biggest home play aspect is going to be if you're thinking about any of this as a possibility of a problem you're dealing with, if you have that mouthful of metal, If you have different dental procedures that you think might be related to why you don't feel well, that's why we put together um, dentaldetoxchecklist.com. Simple thing. You go on there, um, you download it. It'll give you the questions to say, is your dentist, you're going to the right one for you, right? They might be great people, but they might not be doing the procedures that we need to protect you um, the way you need to be. So that checklist is very to the point. Has all the questions you need to know. Dentaldetoxchecklist.com, and then our website—it's—it's it's a work in progress. Progress, if I'm being honest, you know, um, it's the dentaldetox.com, as in you know, people say the one and only. So the dentaldetox.com. Um, we're going to be putting so much information up on there. Um, to basically, our goal is to educate. The population educate society on and how we can protect ourselves, so you don't have to live the story that I did. You know, you'll he'll be able to read more about us, and we'll have a lot of the stats up on there. Um, But those are the big things. But the home play stuff is to say, look at yourself and be honest. If you're, are you fully charged, right? And if not, let's start looking in your mouth. And if you're looking in your mouth and you're seeing some of those shiny things pointing back at you, go to dentaldetoxchecklist.com. And download that that checklist and um, start looking for the right dentist, so you can see if you can t- start turning life around. Yeah, that's awesome, man.
1: You know what? You know what's so great about you, about your story and everything that you're sharing is that it's it's coming from a real place. You know, and it's it's one thing to have impact by you know helping people through it, but the fact that you went through it yourself, and it's not just you. I mean, we haven't even talked about Caitlin here. <laughs> uh, amazing wife who who's who's gone through uh, just a whack of different things in her mouth as well i mean you guys are literally in a position to speak from true experience and that's why that that checklist is so powerful it's because you guys you guys did it yourselves right mm-hmm. so you know well, I mean, yeah go ahead
0: perfect case of humanity helping each other man we're just helping mm-hmm. everybody move forward and we learn by the experiences of others and everyone i mean Doc is literally giving you true life experience mm-hmm. and he helps people do it every day. So take this information to heart and make a change in your life. Mm-hmm. And we're going sure to we're gonna have to have
1: you back, buddy, because there's so much more to dive into. This is just, we just scratched the surface today. So we yeah, and my, one.
2: thank you. And, and I hope you do. And, I, and my goal today was to bring value, right? I mean, that's the main thing. Walk away with one nugget. That's going to change your life. That might change someone else's that ripples through society. And that's, that's the goal right um so i I hope i hope your listeners and i hope you guys appreciated having me here and um took something away right and then um yeah i mean we'll see uh, we'll see we'll see where it goes from there
0: huge nugget man and i'm totally taking the phone charger deal tomorrow (laughs) and i'm using it with my clients
2: it makes sense oh
0: it's beautiful man i'm gonna use it now see we always learn from each other
2: that's right and i and i'd be lying if i said i created that it hurt someone else say it's it. all good rap spread well. the love exactly <laughs> all
1: right guys well that was another episode of the dr dads dr niles so awesome having you on here dr dr david always a pleasure um and as we said we're gonna have him back because uh we just scratched the surface so
0: tune in for more thanks for tuning in everybody have a great day thank you